Hello, welcome to Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. I am Gary Howard. Hopefully everybody is doing well. If you're a return listener, thank you for coming back. If you're a new listener, let me tell you about what I do. I am a truck driver. I drive all 48 continental states. I work Lisa Truck through Prime. And at, during that time, I have to say at truck stops. So it's kind of like my little city, small town, each truck stop individually. So I'll be talking about that, what's there to eat there, maybe something to do around there, why you be stopping there. Or, and, not or, and, it's only and. And I'll talk about a murder that happened not too far from it. Also, at the end of every episode, I started adding a, a song from my boy, Sleeper, Sleeper Cell Vig. He, me and him spent some time in the Army together. He's trying to build up his music career. So if you like the hip-hop rock, hip-hop rap style music, stick around to the end. You might like it. And if you do like it, please share with others so we could get him. You could have a big hand in helping him get his music career started, especially if you like the music. But let's talk about another person in his family. We're talking about his daughter, Julie Torres. Let's speak about what she's trying. She got big things going on too. Father got the music career going on. She wants to be the face of horror. No, currently she's in first place in in the I don't know how many rounds there is in the silver bullet round. And there's big things happening from her, for her. You can see her. I'll post some pictures of her on the you know when I post this episode on my social. Um, well, you can actually go to my Facebook page right now, Gary Howard. And you will see the links to go vote. You can vote one time free every day. There's three days, five hours, 53 minutes, and 33 seconds left. So let's talk about her. They ask you a little question. Tell me why you would like to tell us why you would make it to the end of a horror movie. And she states, I think to make it, it's as final. Let me read again. I think to make it as a final girl, you have to be bitchy enough. I'm disconnected enough not to get too emotionally involved, but care about people so I'm capable of making harsh decisions in bad situations for good of the group. I've been told I have an eerily good intuition, and to be honest, nothing stops me from trusting my gut. I'm also authentic, athletic, and my family trained me in a regular combat to protect myself. Yep. Growing up with boys and just being reckless, there's very little I can't do. There's more to it, but if you want to know more about Julie, the link will be in the show notes. Go check it out, but vote. You can vote every day. Let's make Julie Torres the next face of horror. So, with that being said, let's get on to where I'm talking about today, the truck stop. There's not going to be much on the truck stop today. We're in Tucson, Arizona. Well, right now I'm in Texas, but the the case and truck stop I'm going to be covering is in Tucson, Arizona. And I stopped at one truck stop. I don't know if I stopped at the second one, Pilot. I'm not for sure about that. But I know for a fact I stopped at this one truck stop. And there's really not much to talk about. There's not many reviews, so I'll be able to get over it pretty quick. So let's talk about it. But first of all, why would you want to be in Tucson, Arizona? I don't know why. Maybe let's see what we can find. You could go check out the Pima. Air and Space Museum that's there, which I didn't know that was there. So I guess I'll have to check that out. A bunch of airplanes and spaceships in one of the largest non-government funded aviation space museum in the world. So it's awesome. A mission type one or two day, one day ticket. It's for adult 
this $19.50, 13 above, or $26 for two days. County, if you live in a county, $15.25 one, 20 with senior, 65 or above, get $16.75, or $22.75 for two days. Now, if you're 5 to 12, it's 13 one day, $15.50 for two. So that was, I'll be spending that on my daughter. And if you're under four and under, you get free. So groups of 550, email info at PIMAAIR.org for pricing. So check that. It looks like a very, it's not too far from I-10. So it's a lot of airplanes, a lot of things to do. So while you're there and you plan on leaving, you need to get some gas or a bite to eat or something like that. Where can you go? Well, let me tell you. I guess I was wrong. I thought I clicked on the wrong button. The information I'm going to give you is from Trucker's Path. Now, I had two links. The one I clicked originally had nothing, but we're talking about Triple T Truck Stop in Tucson, Arizona. Now, on Trucker's Path, it says it costs $12 to park there, but it's $15 to park there, or I think it's $50 a few and $35 in the store. So it's not that bad. You're going to you spend 35 and yeah you get coffee food whatever 35 dollars and there you go you get the park as of right now the truck stop is full as an hour ago so and our 49 reviews it has a 3.3 star rating let me turn my phone off ringer was stuff i noticed that but yeah it went from many spots 21 hours ago to one hour ago and let's see if it's, everything's parking. I'm um, 978 miles from away from there. And don't give me how many parking spots there is on Trucker's Path. But it has overnight parking, Wi-Fi. Scales, tire care is pet friendly as a normal truck stop, like an older one. So, but it's not too bad. The address is 6840 South Craycroft Road in Tucson, Arizona. 85756. So there you have it. Now, if you want something to eat while you're there, you, you know, you already spent your time at the Aviation Museum and come get a bite to eat, you're hungry. It's Mexican food you have. You have an option. Of course, the truck stop, you have Omar's Highway Chef Restaurant. That's right. There's a diner, breakfast, brunch, traditional American food. You have the truck stop itself, the Tucson Truck Terminal. El Amigo is a Mexican food truck and hot dogs. And a couple other, I'm probably going to butcher a couple other more rest, probably uh, food food trucks as well. Taqueria El Sarpali, S-A-R-A-P-E. And that has a 13, there's a four and a half star rating. The other place had a five star rating. So you have so good. And lastly, if you more tacos, Taqueria El Galo de Sinalo Taco. So you have a lot of Mexican food to choose from, which is fine. We figured that being in Arizona, as a large Hispanic area. So let's see what people think about this truck stop. At first, I was looking at the wrong thing because they had gas and they had this. So I clicked on the right one, the Triple T truck stop. And the first guy right off the bat, 22 days ago, said, I was going to stop here and spend money, but I see it's paid parking and I don't choose to support those kind of truck stops. But really, I mean, it's only 15 bucks, and plus the guy was going to spend $35. Anyhow, it's a small mom-and-pop shop. It's not like Petro or TA, which if you want to pay to park there, you're going to be 
paying twenty twenty five. Depending on where you're at, you pay all the way up to twenty five dollars. So, but you have to pay more. I think it's like, I forgot how much. I just was there. I think it's like thirty dollars you have to pay or sixty gallons of fuel. I just stayed at the one in Dallas not too long ago because Dallas area is a pain in the ass trying to park a truck. If you're not parked by 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, you're not getting you're parking on the street. So you might as well just reserve it. So next guy, Hobo Express says, pumps are down and out, no diesel. A five-star review, damn good place to stop. No mega carriers or liberals on real truckers stop here. The rest of y'all keep moving. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, here, one-star review. Place is a dump. You have to pay to park and food is expensive. Park across at the pilot, then take an Uber to Brooklyn Burgers in Tucson. Thank me later. I might have to do that, but I'm not going to park at the pilot because I was going to cover the pilot as well, but it's a very small truck stop, and I don't know if I've been there or not. But like I said, I, I, in the future, I probably will cover that truck stop because there's all kinds of craziness in Tucson, so eventually I will cover that. But right now, I know I'm gonna cover the one I know is that. I've been there a few times, but I worked for Messia Valley. One two-star view, it is okay, kind of old and outdated. So there you have it. Let me see, I'm looking through this. Let's go one more, two more views, and we'll get into the case. Here's a three-star review, good old-fashioned truck stop showers. Old but clean and clean and water was nice and hot. Staff is friendly and helpful. Parking lot is okay. Paid to park is BS. But if you spend $35 in the restaurant and or store, it's free. Plus, you can have a beer. Oh, did I mention that? There's a bar in the restaurant, too, or adult beverage with your meal at the restaurant. So, game on. I'm going to remember that when I go to Tucson. Have me an adult beverage and watch my fantasy football team get destroyed. Anyhow, here's one more star review and I'll get to the case. Paid parking, the lot is just a bunch of drop trailers like we don't have it hard enough. They chose to put the light poles in the way and where we're supposed to park. Bathrooms are disgusting, the restaurant is decent, but the waitresses aren't attractive at all. Okay, first of all, why would you, who, you're going there to eat. Uh, is that place this guy? I guess he goes to these tr restaurants and truck stops to hook up with women. But yeah, the restaurant is decent, but the waitresses aren't attractive at all. Like the other comment I've seen. Once they give you your food, you're on your own. What are they supposed to feed you? <laughs> they don't check up on you whatsoever. The only reason I have this a star is because the restaurant was a bar. So there you go. You get to have your drink on. So what are we going to talk about today? What is this case we're going to talk about? I had planned on doing Luca Minaldo, but I'm going to save that for later. But for today, we are going to talk about the Pied Piper of Tucson. So it is a very interesting case. I don't know why they call him the Pied Piper. I guess all the good-looking women follow him around. I don't know. But there you go. Let's get ready and say, hey, come, babe, follow me. I'm your Pie Piper. Follow me. I'm the Pie Piper. And I'll show you where it's at. I try not to sing, but here we go. That was the Pie Piper, one of the verses by Crispin St. Louis on a Sweet Dawn, My True Love album. So let's talk about Eileen Rowe should have been in bed. It was late, and her mother trusted her to be a good girl, as she always has. 
but tonight she wanted to be a little bad, just a little. Now that she was in the car, she immediately started having doubts. Something fell off, she felt danger. She should have stayed home. In 1965, Tucson, Arizona was a mix of the Wild West and suburbia. The baby boomer generations were teenagers and they were bored. During the 60s, the baby boomers outnumbered adults and since the World War II changed, the concept of women in the workplace, more families consisted of a two-parent working household. This left the teenagers with little supervision and oddies of time, oodles of time for trouble. In Tucson Speedway Boulevard, Order Speedway was the place that these rebels without a cause to hang out with in adult supervision. This is all happening in the 60s, by the way. So, the Speedway was basically a strip of gas stations, motels, and bowling alleys, which a lot of places had it. We had um, a Broadway that went through Hammond, Indiana. Everybody just cruised up and down all day long. They like the strip. Everybody probably has one in that area. We had the cool guys with hot cars would slowly cruise down the street while the girls would hang out deciding who would be lucky enough for their attention for that night. Smoking booze and sex was all the teens cared about, and they got plenty of that hanging out late at night at the Speedway. So let's talk about our Pied Piper. His name is Charles Smith, was the leader of his rebellious teenage society. Charles Smitty, they call him Smith Jr., was born a junior. If you're crime and sports, you know that's never no good. He was born on July 8, 1942, to an unwed young mother. He was given up for adoption and almost immediately adopted by Charles and Catherine Smith. Charles and Catherine was a very well-to-do couple that owned and operated the Hillcrest Nursing Home in Tucson, Arizona. Smitty grew up not one for anything. His parents doted on him, gave him everything he needed. And anything he wanted, he merely received. But the only thing he truly wanted was to meet his birth mother. When he was a teen, he found her and stood at the doorstep with anticipation and hope, but she angrily rebuffed him. They want nothing to do with him and told him to never come back. That really worked out for him. But yeah, fuel, anger, and rejection. Smitty, who had been an easygoing kid, was suddenly ill-tempered and disrespectful, especially towards his adopted parents. His mother continued to make a excuses for him but smitty and charles senior were constantly bun heads over smitty's swift personality change i can imagine he got rejected by his birth mom you know as a teenager smitty was good looking and intelligent and accomplished athlete so not too bad but a good catch he excelled in gymnastics but he quit during his senior year in high school. Around the time he had been rejected by his birth mother, his grades also slipped. He was smart, but seemed to lose his motivation to be well-rounded teenager he had initially been. Just before graduation, Smitty was caught stealing tools from the high school machine shop. He was suspended, but Smitty never returned to school. By the time he was 23, Smitty was living in a small house on his parents' property on his parents' property, and they paid for everything. He lived rent-free, had a new car, and a substantial amount of money in his bank account. Just as a child, he didn't want for anything. Smitty spent most of his time at the Speedway with his best friend, Paul Graff, John Saunders, and Richie Burns. 
couple other people we will hear more about some of them smitty also had a girlfriend which we will hear more about her 19 year old mary french although he continued to give have his fun with other girls so he was a player for sure and mary was extremely loyal to smitty and while he she hated that he stepped out of her you know stepped out on her many times too many times to count where i guess he would just leave her she would deal with anything just to be his girlfriend which wait till i display explain describe this guy to you smitty was extremely attractive and popular with the ladies but it was around the same time he began to act a little weird and you know do things with his parents smitty was only five foot three he was very self-conscious about this so what would he do inspired by for what first thing wait to see a picture of this asshole he's got the horrible mole on his face but yeah inspired by elvis smitty being dying his hair black wearing pancake makeup i, I don't know for sure what that is to darken his skin and apply white lip balm to his lips he would also draw a fake mole on his cheek yes and it's huge it, it don't even look like a mole it looks like more of a cancer too i don't know what it is I said, go to my Facebook group, and you'll see pictures of this guy. And there's something up with his nose. I don't know what it is. Like, somebody just peeled the skin off of it. As, yeah, as bizarre as the new appearance sounds, it didn't detract from the female followers. They still liked him. If he laid his startling blue eyes on them, you felt like the only girl in the room, some of the women would say. He was two sides rubble without a cause, and most girls vade for the attention of his this bad boy smitty hosted parties almost every weekend everyone who was anyone wanted to be invited because it's free booze he provided the booze he provided smokes and sex so i guess maybe he had friends and just told girls to have sex with him i don't know what the sex part is was he getting it all or was he giving girls making other girls the other guys his friends I don't know. I wasn't there, but yeah, Gretchen Fritz was a regular estimate. Gretchen Fritz was a regular estimate these parties. Gretchen was 16 years old and thrived on drama. She was a daughter of a prominent Tucson heart surgeon, and both her parents were active in the community. Gretchen was beautiful and popular, and loved to stir the pot. She sought to be center of attention, especially attention from the boys. And I bet you the women did not like it that too much. Probably caught her whore behind her back and everything. But yeah, Gretchen and Smitty immediately noticed each other. She wanted a bad boy. He wanted a hot blonde. They began regularly seeing each other. But it was from, you know, violent, volatile. I was doing pretty good too. Volatile from the start. Unlike Mary, Gretchen was demanding possessive. She had little patience for Smitty's wondering eyes. But she couldn't walk away. Gretchen was the black sheep in her wealthy and respected family. She had a younger sister named Wendy, who was only 13. Wendy was a good girl, had little desire to be with a rebel. Wendy was exactly what her parents wanted a young girl. Gretchen, on the other hand, consistently tested limits and provoked her parents just for the sheer joy of upsetting them. Sounds like my little girl, Dahlia. But yeah, I know she's always giving my wife Desra a hard time. But yeah, upset him. So a school counselor described her as a psychopathic liar and recommended psychiatry treatment. It'll make it easy there. She loved toying with boys. She was crazy because I 
can't say the easiest words. Psychiatric treatment. Sounds like a moron. She loved toying with her boys. She would act sweet and get their attention and then drop them like a bad habit. She loved breaking hearts. She also had great admiration for prostitutes, admiration for prostitutes, and thrived to be a woman who would call her own shots one day. And during the 60s, time, the 60s I'm surprised about that. But yeah, one particular bad fight, Smitty broke off the relationship with Gretchen, but Gretchen was not one to be rejected. And she threatened to tell a secret about Smitty that he would kill to keep quiet. She knew all about Aline Rowe. Aline Rose, a 15-year-old girl, good, good girl. Her mother was recently divorced, and they had moved to Tucson for a fresh start. Aline's mother, Norma, Aline's mo- Norma, was a night nurse, but she trusted Aline to be home alone. Aline never got herself into trouble. She was respectful, sweet, and did well in school. Being new and not having any many friends, Aline began to hang out with. Her neighbor Mary French. Aline's mother immediately disapproved of the friendship. It was clear that Mary was trouble. She was rude and aggressive. Not like sweet Aileen. But Aileen but Aileen had no one to talk to about her parents divorce. She was lonely in a new town and her mother worked so much just to make the ends meet. Mary may have been a bit harsh, but she really listened to Eileen. She were they were true friends. They were so on the night of May 31st, 1964, Norma left for her night shift. Eileen was had was showered and headed to bed. Eileen had an extra exam. Ex, wait, Eileen had an early exam the next day and wanted to be well rested. Not long after Norma left, Eileen heard knocking on the bedroom window. It was Mary. Earlier that day, Mary had tried to convince Eileen to go to on a double date. It would be Mary, her boyfriend Smitty, and his friend John Sanders. Eileen knew who the boys were, although they had never officially met. She had little interest in John Sanders and declined the invite. But Smitty was insistent that Mary do whatever she had to do to get Eileen out of the house and into the car. He had big plans for tonight. After a few minutes of persuasion, Eileen finally agreed to hang out with him for a bit. So with her hair still in curlers, she threw on a robe and climbed out the bedroom window. Her mother will never see her alive again after this. The four drove out past city limits of Tucson into the quite desert. After parking, Smitty told Eileen he wanted to show her a small creek not too far from the car. So the four started walking when Smitty told Mary to go back to the car and grab his transistor radio. Once alone with Eileen, Smitty and John made their move. Back at the car, Mary heard a young girl, her person she called a friend, you know, with terrified screams coming from her. And she just turned on the radio to drown out the screams. So, what happened? The two young men overpowered little Eileen. Smitty grabbed her arms and tied them behind her back. And with a guitar string, John put his hands over Eileen's mouth to cut off her screams. She struggled with all her might, but she would never break free. She was at the mercy of the of the truth soon done in her eyes. Yeah, it was the end for her. John told her, hold her down and tried to kiss her, 
but her struggles prevented it. After a few minutes, she re he realized that he couldn't go through with raping her. Smitty took over and stole Eileen's innocence. So Smitty raped. John couldn't do nothing, but Smitty had no problem raping her. So as Eileen on the ground sobbing, Smitty picked up a rock and bashed her in the head twice. In just a few minutes, Eileen's young life was brutally cut short while her friend Mary listened, good friend, that who she thought was a good friend, listened and did nothing. Smitty and John walked back to the car. Smitty grabbed Mary and kissed her, told her how much he loved her. Of course, he was excited and giddy. John was subdued. Mary was conflicted. She didn't know what to do about the whole thing. She could do nothing for Smitty, but Eileen had been her friend, maybe even her only friend. Smitty practically dancing with joy instructed John and Mary to grab the shovel from the truck. They buried Eileen in a shallow grave. Norma Rowe came home for the, from the night shift and her daughter's bed was empty. After searching for hours, she went to the police to report Eileen's missing. She told them that Mary French and the bad crowd she hung out with about them. She was worried that her daughter had gone up in their moral activities, got caught up in their moral activities. But the police brushed off to her concerns and told her to head home. Eileen probably just would ran away and no doubt would be walking through the door at any minute. But Norma knew her daughter and she would never run away like this. Month by months passed by, went by, and there was no trace of Eileen, but her mother never gave up hope. The high from Eileen's rape and murder eventually faded, so Smitty went back to his usual parting. If Mary thought the experience that she shared over Eileen's murder would change Smitty to be a one-woman kind of man, she was sadly mistaken. So, yes, yeah, she's helped him so she could be alone with him. And he wouldn't be trying to get other women. So, if anything, the murder heightened Smitty's sense of self-worth and blew up his ego. He didn't need one woman. when he. Why would he want, just settle with one woman we could have a ma? So, on August 16, 1965, Gretchen Tucker, little sister, Wendy, to a drive-in movie. Like most of the girls at the time, they loved Elvis and were dying to see his Tickle Me movie. They had just settled in, the windows were down, the movie speaker was propped up. That's when you, now you go, if you go to a drive-in, you put on the radio, AM radio, and there's the channel, you get it. But then there's a little speaker box was propped up, the popcorn was freshly popped. When one of Gretchen's friends stopped by, she informed Gretchen of a party that Smitty was having that very night. A party that he did not bother to tell her about. Mm-mm. Livid, so she looked at her little sister and said, Want to go to a party? Gretchen stuttered into Smitty, strutted into Smitty's house, shoving people out of the way. She headed straight to Smitty and began screaming at him. She stayed started throwing anything and everything at him and everywhere else. One by one, people began to filter out of the party and away from the drama until it was just Smitty Gretchen and his little sister, Wendy. His, her sister, Wendy. Suddenly, Gretchen made a threat that Smitty could ignore. She had found out about Eileen and was going to tell the world about what he did, which is kind of ironic after what he does later on. Enraged, Smitty knew what he needed to do. He needed to get rid of Gretchen permanently. He suddenly got very quiet and just stared at Gretchen. Gretchen stopped her yelling and felt immediate chill around her spine. She sensed danger, but it was too late. Smitty grabbed the guitar string, there's the guitar string, and backed up Gretchen against the wall. He lunged at her and wrapped the guitar string 
around her neck and squeezed until Gretchen's eyes glazed over. She slumped to the floor, dead at 16. Smitty looked over his shoulder at the 13-year-old Wendy held in the corner crying. He couldn't very well just let her go free. He slowly walked over to Wendy and knelt down. She looked at him terrified. He gave her a, a little small smile and reached for her neck. Just like her big sister, Wendy was strangled to death. Smitty killed the Fritz sisters with zero regrets. He couldn't let Gretchen ruin his life and take away his freedom. And Wendy was unfortunate casualty of his sister's, her sister's actions. He loaded it their bodies into the trunk of his car and drove out to the desert. He didn't even bury them, just threw them out in an opening like they were trash. Smitty was so impressed with himself having killed three girls and gotten away with it, he started, listen, he started bragging to whoever would listen. And this is the reason why he killed them two girls, is because she said she's going to say what he did, and now he's telling everybody himself. But it became an open secret among the teens in his party circle. He talked uh, often of the murders to his friends, Richie Burns, and expressed desire to commit murder yet again. He even showed Richie where he left the bodies. But Richie soon became paranoid about Smitty and his intentions. Richie believed that his girlfriend had Smitty, was on Smitty's hit list, and with that fear, he went to the police. Meanwhile, Smitty got a wild hair and married while here up his ass married 15 year old Diane Leach Smitty was taken had taken her out and during that first day he asked to marry her on October 21st 1965 they were married in Nogales Arizona I've been there a few times but wedding bliss was short lived as just a few weeks later Smitty was arrested for the murder of Gretchen Winnie Fritz and Eileen Rowe John Sanders and Mary French was also in custody remember them guys Police found the bodies of the Fritz sisters, but Eileen was still missing. John Sanders pled guilty to first-degree murder, and Eileen and Mary was found guilty of accessory to murder. Oh, by the way, Eileen got like four to five years because she got it while she was still a teenager, 17, 16 at the time. And John Sanders got life in prison. So if you want to know what happened to them. But in 1966, Charles Smith was found guilty of the murders of Gretchen and Winnie Fritz. And the judge put said, no, they're not. I'll shut up. He was sentenced to death. Not long after trial, Eileen's murder began. After a few weeks of testimony, Smitty pled guilty to her murder. In 1967, Smitty led police to Eileen's remains, her body. Smitty briefly escaped in 1971, but was almost immediately recognized, regardless of the blonde wig he tried to disguise himself with, which I'll post this picture too. I'm going to post two pictures of him with that ugly mole on his, on his side, and also this picture right here of him wearing this horrible looking wig. It's crazy. But yeah, Arizona, so he was sentenced to death, but Arizona abolished the death penalty that same year, so Smitty's sentence was commuted to 50 years, but Things didn't go very well for him in prison because during his time in prison, Smitty continued with his, his overinflated ego and strutted around the halls of the prison with a superior attitude, thought he was better than everybody else. So on March 10, 1975, Smitty was stabbed 67 times by two fellow inmates. His, he lost an eye and most of the stab wounds were in his face and upper body. And on March 30th, 1975, the Pied Piper of Tucson was pronounced dead. The trains 
hypnotized and hold he had over the teenagers in the desert town faded away in the sunset i guess that's why they call him the, the pod piper tucson because he had attractiveness all the women followed him everywhere he went i don't know but where are these girls at if you want to pay your respects to wendy and gretchen fritz you'll find them both in south lawn memorial cemetery in tucson arizona she was born april 3rd 1952 and passed was murdered august 16 1965 at the age of 13. and gretchen you'll find her at the same location and her birth date was december 19 1947 she was born in chicago illinois and you'll find her also she was 17 years old when she was murdered but yeah let's see where wendy was i think wendy was born it just you don't say where wendy was born she was born it just says usa but yeah if you want to go pay respect to them her memorial id is don't say where at, so i'll give you the memorial id for wendy one six six eight one zero four five eight and for gretchen it is one six six eight one zero four four one now as for eileen Sadly, I was not able to find a, her final resting area on find a grave. But the person who kept popping up, and if you want to go piss on his grave or spin on it or whatever, was Charles Howard Smitty, Smith Jr. His name was Smitty. He was born July 8, 1942, like I said, in Tucson. And he was murdered, killed, March 30, 1975, at age 32. He is buried at the Arizona State Prison Cemetery. Now, I'm not for sure if you could allow to visit that place or not. But I know some of the, I know t with Texas, you could go to Captain Bird Cemetery. But I saw some videos of different, it might not have been Arizona, it might have been somewhere else where they tried to go check out the cemetery, but they were not able to visit. But anyhow, there you go. There's the Pied Piper Tucson. If you like the telling of that story, please share, rate, and review anywhere you can do so. Mainly, mainly share with your friends. Join my Facebook group at Truck Stop Murder and True Crime Podcast. Instagram at trucks.murder and true crime, Twitter at truckmurder, and you can email me at truckstopmurder at gmail.com. And I'll be next year, or beginning of July, I'll leave a link to it to True Crime Podcast and Paranormal Festival again for my third time in a row. I'll be heading be in Denver, so I'm excited about that. And keep my fingers crossed, CrimeCon. At the end of May, begin. I think it says it's going to be in Nashville. I'm going to try to do that. I tried to do that last year, but I was too late, I guess, to get on Podcast Row. They had back up because the, they had shut down the one because of the coronavirus epidemic, and they had everybody from that podcast. That crime con was transferred over 2023. So keep your fingers crossed. They hope they pick me and wish me luck on my fantasy football team. Right now I'm 0-3 and sucking. So here you go. And as, like I said, I'm going to leave this with a song from my Sleeper Vig, Sleeper Cell Vig. Hopefully you're liking this, and I'll leave, hope you like the music that he produces. If so, like I said, share, share that too. If you don't share me, share his music. Let him, you can have a helping hand making me be the next big musician. So without further ado, like I always say, can't fix stupid, but you can sure number with the 2x4. I am out of here. This is called Leo's Lullaby. He wrote this for his son.
There's so much that I would tell you though I know that I shouldn't How I try to save the world when I knew that I couldn't I'm trying to find the pearl in the people that wouldn't Do a thing for themselves cause most men ain't prudent Will leave you feeling used cause of a coward's impudence Through my influence I know I'm raising a cynic Your ideas will get mimic everybody's a critic You'll be so analytic your peers will use every gimmick To hate but show faith I hope you pick better people than I did in your place Cause once them boots get late it's just drive on soldier You don't chase you get chased and only ride on the shoulders Of your dad till you're strong enough to piggyback Hop off and take off like a train on a track I know you'll later understand why I showed you no slack And why you learn when you walk away you never look back I'll introduce you to the classics like when doves cry Sing a song from the piano man and pox when we ride AZ's though would die Primo's Nas is like Jerry Rivera and Selena Feel the love tonight Jay made the song cry Big was ready to die I'll explain what loonies meant when they said they got five But most importantly for me son this ain't no lie I hope your favorite song is your own lullaby So many stories you will hear from your fam on both sides If it's truth or lies we'll leave it up for you to decide All your siblings saw a version of me you never see The truth may cause you pain subliminally The shame may make you feel your envy subtly But every one of y'all has felt my love discriminately But your patience is important, you're a first for us all And trust me you'll be loved but there's a curse in this paw You're the prince to the throne your mom and I are creating But at the balls that we throw to be no masquerading Parading of your wealth is beyond tolerating And we better never catch you act a fool or be raiding I'll teach you being better isn't having the most But enjoying what you have without a brag or a boast To give freely to those that you feel deserve it Not just giving to give, you gotta make them earn it I'll introduce you to the classics like when doves cry Sing a song from the piano man and pox when we ride AZ's though would die Primo's Nas is like Jerry Rivera and Selena Feel the love tonight Jay made the song cry, Big was ready to die I'll explain what loonies meant when they said they got five But most importantly for me son, this ain't no lie I hope your favorite song is your own lullaby Twinkle, twinkle, my big star I won't wonder who you are Up above the world so high Don't look down, you were born to fly I'll have you know that I've been managing all of my life and you'll get to hear the tales of my struggle and strife And the reasons that I chose to make your mother my wife And why she chose me when I was the dullest of knives But a dull blade sharpened, restored to its prime It's forever yours, and won't cut you with time You're the fourth of all my children, but you're second to none My only son, quick as a pistol, you're a son of a gun When all this is done, you'll be a man of your own We'll be proud no matter what, as long as you're grown And mom and dad don't expect for you to care for us later Pay it forward, give your children more and what we had gave you Stay away from anyone Trying to save you Save yourself boy No one can say that they made you And play hard Cause no matter the fall We'll be there to lift you up If you just give it your all